NASCAR fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Today's episode features two drivers that are IndyCar's flying Frenchmen. It's Roman Grosjean of Andretti Autosport and Simon Pagino of Meyer Shank Racing. Both of these drivers from France are with new teams in 2022. After 10 years in the Formula One World Championship, Grosjean left Haas F1 following the 2020 season to drive on the street and road courses in the NTT IndyCar Series for team owner Dale Coyne racing with RWR in 2021. He was an instant fan favorite in IndyCar because of his blazing speed and colorful personality. He finished seventh in his first ever IndyCar race at Barber Motorsports Park last April. Two races later, Grosjean won his first IndyCar pole on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course and finished second to Renus VK of the Netherlands in the GMR Grand Prix on May 15th, 2021. Grosjean scored another second-place finish in the return trip to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course in the August 14 Big Machine Spiked Coolers Grand Prix. The following weekend, Grosjean competed on an oval for the first time in his career at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. He started 14th and finished 14th in the 24-car field in the 2021 Bomberito Automotive Group 500 on August 21st. Grosjean had already established himself as a hot commodity for a full-time IndyCar seat in 2022. Team owner Michael Andretti was able to sign the Frenchman, who lived much of his life in Geneva, Switzerland, to the number 28 DHL Honda, previously driven by Ryan Hunter Ray. Grosjean will compete in every race on the NTT IndyCar Series schedule in 2022, including the 106th Indianapolis 500 on May 29. I caught up with Grosjean recently at the JW Marriott Hotel in downtown Indianapolis to talk about the upcoming season with his new team. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Roman Grosjean of Andretti Autosport. Last year, you drove for Dale Coyne Racing with RWR. You're with a new team, one of the best teams in IndyCar, and you're driving for DHL, one of the most successful sponsors in the sport. This is a team that expects to win, and here you are, a former Formula One driver, one of the best in the series, so winning has to be your number one priority in 2022. How do you look at the opportunity that you've got? Well, I think the, the opportunity is, is there. It's great. You know, I think um, it's been, I mean, it's bad, but it's been more than 10 years that I haven't won a single-seater race, so uh, 
I, I need to remind me how it works, but I'm sure you know uh, with Andretti, we've got a we've got a great package. We've got a great team. I was walking down the factory the other day, seeing all the pictures from uh, Ryan Antare winning with the DHL colors. So there's de definitely a, a huge legacy, and I hope I can you know uh, carry on his on his path. Um, but yes, definitely winning is is what we want to do. Um, the team is there. My engineer is there. Uh, I know the, the pit crew is also working very hard. Um, last year I had some fun. I proved some, some good races. So just have to, you know, keep the same recipe and go racing. You're a very popular driver in IndyCar and you have a large fan following from Formula One fans. How do you describe to somebody that you can be one of the world's best drivers, but yet, as you just brought up, it's been 10, 12 years since you've won a race? Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's the, the hard part about Formula One is that you win everything on your way to Formula One, Formula Renault, Formula Three, Formula Two. And then you get to Formula One and uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's if you don't have the car, there's no way you're going to win the race. And I was close a few times. I never really got um, very lucky in those days where I could, um, I could win the race. But um, yes, I think Formula One is just if you don't have the car, there's nothing you can do. And, um, and that, was not, uh, that was not there for the last few years. Whilst in IndyCar, everyone's got the same car. Uh, there's few things you can modify. But basically, the the car is pretty much the same for everyone, and that makes it uh, super exciting. Team owners Dale Coyne and Rick Ware last year gave you your opportunity to come to IndyCar, and you made the most out of it. You had some great finishes, some podium finishes. You drove very well. Now you're at Andretti, and that's a team that considered one of the top-level teams in the series. So how do you adjust going from what Dale Coyne had to now a team that's got all the resources that Andretti Autosport has? Well, I think, you know, it's it's just very similar. I mean, I came from Formula One, uh, from, from Lotus, that was a big team, to Haas, that was a small team, and then went to Dale Coyne, that was, you know, uh, yes, only 20 plus people in the team and then you get to Andretti it was 140, 150 uh, people there. But it just just feels the same, you know, I think for me it's uh, the relationship with, with the guys, with the mechanics, with my engineer, with the people working around. Um, it's just, you know, just the same and as I say, very selfishly, I, I do that for myself. Uh, take the positive of it and enjoy it. You came to the United States from Formula One as a street and road course only driver. Now at Andretti Autosport, you're driving the entire schedule. You're running for the championship. And hey, you're going to run the Indy 500 in May. So when you look at that, adding all those races to your schedule, how exciting of a year is this for you? It's a it's a pretty big year. I mean, you know, I'm I'm excited that we start, but I don't want to get too excited too soon. You know, with the experience, you know, to you know, to steady approach the season. Uh, we start quite slow, you know, end of February, we go to St. Pete, end of March, we go to Texas. Then April, we go to Long Beach and then end of, end of April, we go to Indianapolis and then that's where really the season kicks off and, and then we don't have a rest until uh, September 11 on Laguna Seca. So that's going to be exciting. Um, you know, I, I did Gatewell last year, uh, Oval, which was fun. I did my uh, rookie orientation program in Indianapolis, which, which was also fun. Uh, this year we've got Iowa. I'm gonna discover Texas and obviously the 500 uh, in May. Everyone talks a lot about our race. Um, I've never been, you know, I've been watching it on TV, but I've never been there. So I think uh, it's probably gonna hit me on the day, you know, the energy and so on that you get um, through that race. But 
definitely want to, you know, want to do well everywhere and just uh, try to um, to be always well positioned. So at the end of the championship, we look good. When Simon Pagino won the Indianapolis 500 in 2019, I believe he was the first Frenchman to win that race going all the way back to the 19-teens. So how big a deal was that to you when a driver from France was able to win the Indianapolis 500? That was good. It was good to see. It was good to watch. Uh, I think Simon has been very, very good on, on ovals and especially at, at Indy 500. So, yes, you know, it's it's great to see. Um, it's just it's just one of those races, you know, Monte Carlo Rally, Monaco Grand Prix, 24s of Le Mans and Indy 500. They are the four. And uh, I never won the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, probably I've got a shot at Indy 500 over the next few years and then uh, 24s of Le Mans, why not? So if I can do two out of four, that's, that'd be pretty cool. What do you see as being the biggest challenges to oval racing? The experience. I think oval is, is a lot about the experience. Um, and most of the boys that race IndyCar grew up with watching ovals, talking to people that have done ovals. And for me... You know, it was quite far off my radar uh, during my career. But um, I'm here to listen. I've got a, I've got a lot of teammates uh, at the 500 to uh, to learn from, and I'm gonna try to optimize that and, and maximize that experience. And you've got uh, some pretty uh, high-profile teammates: Colton Herta of the United States and Alexander Rossi of the United States. What's it been like so far working with those two at Andretti Autosport? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, honestly, I think we all, you know, we all. Uh, know that we have a, a good car, that we're going to be competitive, uh, that we can learn from each other a few things. So I'm excited to uh, to see what they do on track and what I can learn from them and, and what I, how I can improve myself. I think the beauty of motorsport is that you have always the room for improvement. And uh, that's what I want to do, being next to them and, and learning from them. There was a period of time last year where it looked like your team owner Michael Andretti was getting pretty close to purchasing Sauber F1. And did you give him any advice? Did he speak with you anything about, you know, what the challenges would be like to get into that world of Formula One? Yeah, we spoke a little bit about it. Uh, but I think Michael knows Formula One from, from his experience. Uh, but yes, we spoke about it. We spoke about the different teams and options and things uh, that could uh, happen in Formula One. But um, it was, I guess it was close, but it didn't happen. But never say never. How good do you think Colton Herta would have been against that type of competition? Well, I think there would be definitely a, a time to get um, to adapt to uh, Formula One, just the way the paddock works, uh, the tires, uh, different track around the world. So, yes, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but he's talented and there's no reason why he wouldn't be able to. And the drive for an Andretti, that's a name that's uh, synonymous with success. I mean, they even know about the Andrettis over in Europe. Mario was from Italy, and Michael competed in Formula One for a while. What's it like driving now for a team owned by Andretti? It's good. It's good. It's uh, you know, it's one of those names that you know in in the world uh, of racing, and uh, I hope I can make them proud. And as far as those DHL, that's a worldwide company. Now you're representing them, and they're big in Europe. So, how much does that help the exposure for Roman Grosjean? Yeah, I think for all of us, it's it's a good good way of going. Obviously, DHL has been in motorsport for a very long time. They've been in IndyCar for 11 years. Uh, they're in Formula One, um, you know. So, yes, you know, I, I represent quite nicely uh, DHL around the globe. And uh, 
luckily I've got, as you say, a, a global fan base from my Formula One days and um, happy to be wearing the colors. And wrapping up here with Ramon Grosjean of Andretti Autosport, driver of the number 28 DHL Honda. You're remaining with Honda. As I said earlier, you have a pretty big fan base from Formula One and IndyCar. The expectation level is going to be pretty high. How many times can we maybe expect to see you in victory lane in 2022? As many as we can. Uh, you know, let's... Uh Let's try. That's all we can do. We can uh, we can do the work. We can prepare ourselves. We can set up the car the best way we can. I can drive it the best way I can, and then uh, time will tell. At the end of this season, we can count. Oh, last question. You and your family are moving to the United States. Where did you settle in at? Uh, we, we settled in Florida. We don't like the cold weather, so we decided to go somewhere. It's warm and sunny. Okay, well, there should be a lot of warm and sunshine for you this season. Ramon Grosjean of Andretti Autosport, thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Merci. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Next up is another flying Frenchman who is with a new team in 2022. It's Simon Pagano of Poitiers, France. Pagano is one of the most accomplished drivers in the NTT IndyCar Series paddock. He won the IndyCar Series championship in 2016 with Team Penske. It was a spectacular season that included five wins, eight podiums, and eight poles. He won the title by a massive 127 points over Team Penske teammate Will Power in 2016. 
Pagenaud will also be remembered for his May sweep at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in 2019. That year, he won the IndyCar Grand Prix on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. The following Saturday, he won the famed pole position for the Indianapolis 500. One week after that, Pagano drove into Indy 500 history by winning the 103rd Indianapolis 500 on May 26, 2019. Pagano led a race-high 116 laps in that race, but had to fight off a fierce Alexander Rossi in a dramatic end-of-the-race battle that saw the lead change three times over the final three laps. He gave team owner Roger Penske a record-extending 18th Indianapolis 500 victory. Pagano went on to start on the pole and win at Toronto in July 2019. He would finish second that season in the championship behind Team Penske teammate Joseph Newgarden, who won his second championship in 2019. Pagano finished eighth the past two seasons at Team Penske and decided he was ready for a new opportunity. He found it at Meyershank Racing, where he is reunited with former Team Penske teammate Elio Castroneves on the two-car Honda operation. Castroneves is just the fourth driver to win four Indianapolis 500s in his career. Pagano believes the new team gives him a great chance to win his second Indy 500 on May 29. The NTT IndyCar Series season doesn't start until February 27th, and both Castroneves and Pagano have already won a major race. They were two of the four drivers that drove the number 60 Acura DPI to the overall victory in the 60th Rolex 24 at Daytona sports car race, January 29 to 30. It was Pagano's first Rolex 24 at Daytona victory and the second in a row for Castroneves. I had a chance to sit down and talk to the newest driver at Meyer Shank Racing recently before the Rolex 24. Here is my interview with Simon Pagano. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is a neighbor of mine down in North Carolina. It's Simon Pagano. Simon, you live a couple of exits south on I-77. Dug yourself out of the snow yet? I did. I did. I uh, I was impressed, actually, with uh, uh, the state. I Well, they cleared the road. I managed to make it to the airport. No problem. Well, I wish they'd clear <laughs> the roads up around where I live uh, that quickly. Hey, it's a year of new things for you. New team, Meyershank Racing. Plus, you became a, a new father recently. Hey, this is a big year for you. Yes. Um, it's a big, big change in uh, the next chapter of my career. Um, I'm very excited about it. It's, uh, you know, an interesting uh, team that's on the rise, a uh, young team, but uh, with a lot of, um, uh, I would say, great thing behind them. The, the, the partners that we have, the uh, the engineering, the the mechanics and, and, and our uh, our team manager, everybody's just so motivated right now to do the best they can. And uh, it's the beginning of a cycle for us. We, um, the goal is to bring the team to the top. You're driving for Meyershank Racing, where you will be a full-time competitor with Elio Castroneves. You both came from Team Penske and enjoyed a lot of success over there. How unique is it that the next team that you're driving for in Includes Elio. Yes, uh, it, it's quite quite odd, isn't it? But uh, I've always loved working with Elio in the past, and I'm excited about working with him again. We uh, we had our first test together, went really well. 
full open book between the two of us. Um, and, and like I said earlier, there's no ego between us. We, you know, we're at times of our career where it's um, exciting to help the team go to the top level. So, um, so we're going to try to bring our experience and make the team the best we can make it. What was it like showing up on the team? And as you said, you see a familiar face with Elio. Yeah, well, there's Elio. There's uh, a lot of mechanics I used to work with uh, at uh, Deferent, for example, with Marty, Marty Armstrong and um, Casey Gewurz. And um, there's uh, there's also Frank Camacho, who was at Schmidt with me. He was my fueler. So he's going to be my fueler again on the 60 car. So there's a lot of familiar faces and um, it already feels pretty much like home and there's a great vibe. So um, uh, I'm excited for all these reasons. Another thing that has to feel like home is returning the Honda. They were very uh, beneficial in the beginning of your career and uh, bringing you to, at the time, what was Sam Schmidt Motorsports. What's it like being reunited with Honda after spending so many years with Chevrolet at Team Penske? Well, you know, no, I have to be uh, thankful uh, for my career and the fact that Honda definitely um, helped me become a professional race car driver back in 2008 when I joined Acura uh, Deferent Motorsports. But then um, then I was able to come to IndyCar uh, because of them, because of Honda. And then I had my stint with Chevy for seven years and great success. So I really want to thank them for all the hard work they provided me and, and, and all the success that we had. Um, now, obviously, at this time of my career, it's it's quite um, it's quite interesting to go back to Honda and see so many familiar faces again, um, and and a, like I said, a, a philosophy of work that hasn't changed. So, uh, it's coming back home and 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 feeling like nothing has really changed, and, and we're just going to go forward together. The other thing you get to do in Meyer Shank Racing is you get to do the best of both. You get to run the full IndyCar Series schedule. Plus, you're the endurance driver, the Acura DPI in the uh, IMSA sports car, the uh, long races, the 12-hour races, the 24-hour races. How important was that? Well, it sweetened the deal, didn't it? Um, you know how much love I have for sports car racing. Sports car racing is what brought me here. So, you know, I uh, hope to go back to Le Mans uh, someday soon and try to win the race. Um, but my, I have a, a strong love for IndyCar, which is my priority. Um, being able to do the long races with my shank racing was just uh, the cherry on top of the on top of the cake. I uh, I thought this was exactly what I wanted to do, and um, hopefully we can we can get a win at uh, at the Rolex uh, in the next next few weeks. Yeah, how cool is it to go to Daytona for the Rolex Twenty Four and see all the IndyCar drivers that are in that race? Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting. It's like it's a warm up race for us, but uh, everybody gets pretty competitive. Uh, the series is very competitive these days. Uh, you have obviously guys like Sebastian Baudet now full-time with Ganassi. Um, so the level is really high and it's basically a 24-hour race, 24-hour IndyCar race with headlights on. <laughs> is there a particular stint during the 24 hours that you enjoy having? Um, I don't know. I, I think I love going through the day, quite frankly. You know, you seeing the, the sun come down, the sun come up, the night... Uh, fireworks during the night at Daytona. Um, it's All of it is exciting because it's ever-changing. It's not uh, a redundant race. Uh, you're having traffic to go through. So quite frankly, there is uh, difficulties in every part of every part, part of the day. Um, I just enjoy it all. Driving the overnight shift, does that help prepare you for baby duty? <laughs> baby duty helps me prepare yeah. for, <laughs> for the night shift. But uh, yeah, no, I 
actually, you know, my kids waking up several times at night really taught me how to wake up better um, and, and, and be ready at any time. So I think that's an improvement for, for, for the page. <laughs> now, the other thing that uh, you're famous for, of course, is your this is the first time you've had a baby human, but you've had a baby all along. And Norman, your Jack Russell Terrier, how has he accepted being a big brother? It's getting better every day. It's interesting to see the dynamic between the two changing. Marley, our son, really wants to play with Norman. And Norman's his favorite person. <laughs> uh, so every time Norman does something, Marley like cracks up and laughs. Uh, Norman, on the other hand, he wants to be the boss. So uh, he's, he's, he's keeping his reserve, but uh, it's getting better and better. Obviously, Marley's starting to drop food on the floor. That's going to help. And the moment Marley's going to throw the toys, I'm sure they'll be best friends. But when you brought Marley back from the hospital... Did Norman look at you like, what is this? He knew. Uh, he knew. Uh, he knew Haley was pregnant before she knew. Uh, that was quite interesting. He, his attitude toward her changed, and that's how she knew to uh, to 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 get the test and, and and see if she was pregnant. So Norman has been all along has been an incredible companion, uh, and that's you know that's what dogs are like, and, and animal comp uh, companionship is just incredible. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's been an interesting journey for us. You're turning the page in your career, but you got to look back at what your career at Team Penske brought you. You won a series championship. You won an Indianapolis 500. So you really had to leave feeling like you were satisfied and got a lot of the accomplishments in your career at Team Penske. Uh, absolutely, Bruce. It was um, you know a goal of mine to go to Team Penske, drive for Roger Penske. Uh, I had seven years of that and great success, uh, 15 wins. Uh, championship, the Indy 500, which was a, a far-fetched dream when I was a kid, and that's done. So I checked out those boxes, and, and now it's on to a, a new challenge. So um, I've just had an incredible career, Bruce. If you look at the stats, it's it's staggering. So I'm, um, I'm over the moon, and, and I'm on for my new challenge now. And your new challenge is working with team owner Michael Shank and also Jim Meyer. And as I have said earlier, Michael Shank is such an inspirational story. You talk to the guy for a while, you're ready to run through a wall for him. What is it about him that makes him so unique? Well, I think it's, it's his work ethic. Uh, it's also how um, open he is within the race team, with everybody on the race team. Um, you know, he lets everybody know what's going on and, and what's happening next week. It's uh, He's loyal um, and and. He's, he's got the passion and with his wife, Mary Beth. They have such passion for the sport. So uh, you can only respect them for that and, and see how hard they work. Uh, you just want to give them as much as you have just just to help them get where they want to be. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a human, uh, it's a human relationship that I, I really enjoy. Team Penske was based in Mooresville, North Carolina. Now your new team is north of Columbus, Ohio. How much time are you spending in Ohio? And I'm sure that uh, you probably had to buy a heavier winter coat for those trips. I see you didn't venture saying the town. It's Pitascala. That's Ohio. why I didn't pronounce yeah, you it. Didn't, you I didn't, let you, you didn't say go it there. rather than me. Uh, I think I got it right. <laughs> Pitascala. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's a change. Uh, certainly we moved to uh, North Carolina when I signed with Tim Penske. We do love the weather uh, as we're moving south. Uh, we, we, we're contemplating what we're going to do in the future here, but uh, I spent some time in Ohio for sure at the race team, and I'm definitely going to spend more time in the future just making sure that um, 
you know, I'm there with the team. I want to be, I want to be their quarterback uh, as much as I can. So I'm going to be there as much as I can. And we'll see, we'll see where we end up in the future um, uh, in the world. But uh, so far we, we're going to stay in North Carolina next to you, Bruce. <laughs> so if you're the quarterback, does that make Elio the uh, wide out? Ah, I mean, it's, I don't know the terms in football wide terms. Wide receiver. I guess so. We, the guy yeah, you throw yeah. the football. To. I guess so. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I would give him away an Indy 500 win, but <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but certainly we, we're going to work together and that's that's really exciting for the future of the team. But hey, look at Elio. He drove his first Indy 500 for a team other than Team Penske and he won the Indianapolis 500 for the fourth time in his career. Now, in 2022, you're going to drive for a new team after driving for Team Penske, maybe lightning will strike twice and you'll be the winner of the Indy 500. Yeah, I don't believe in magic, but <laughs> work work will pay off, that's for sure. We, we'll see what we can do this year. It's, it's an exciting time. Uh, obviously, Elio is driving for five, which, which is a really cool, it's actually a really cool thing um, that uh, he can go for five times. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going for two on my side of things. And, uh, and we'll see what we can do. Like I said, it's too early to have any sort of numbers where we think we're going to stack up. What I know is we're going to work hard and we'll see where we stack up as the season goes on. And in the future, the goal will be to try and win championships. And with all the big things that have happened for you in the offseason, has it just flown right on by? It's been an interesting offseason. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, the transition from Tim Penske to uh, Myshank Racing. Uh, we had the chance on the personal side to go back to France and uh, see uh, Marley's great-grandma. That's, she's 90, she's going to be 91, 92 uh, in February. So, um, uh, yeah, it's been an incredible time to go back there and, you know, get, uh, get to see all my best friends, my family, and see my roots again. He's a popular driver off the track, and he's an exciting one on the racetrack. Simon Pagano, the winner of the 2019 Indianapolis 500 and also the 2016 NTT IndyCar Series champion. Good luck on joining Meyer Shank Racing. Continued success, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, Bruce. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guests, IndyCar's flying Frenchman, Roman Grosjean, and Simon Pagano for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, underscore, 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.